You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Cheaters, welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. I don't know how ominous this episode is going to be, Josh. I mean, for many reasons. We're late. We're never late. Always Cheating <laughs> never, is never late. Always recording. Cheating Podcast comes out on Monday. That There's is also this rule. thunderstorm that's rolling through New York City right now. And yep. behind me in the window, I've constantly seen these flashes of of lightning so maybe maybe that's just strokes of genius that we're about to have over the next hour or um i don't know something bad's really going to befall me during this recording outside so stick of, around outside of a hurricane i it's like the most rain i can ever remember new york having in a single day this is, this is wild yeah so uh you know thank you thank you to everyone who uh reached out uh, and asked if you know for proof of life we did mention that we were going to be a little late on last week's pod but we, i think we buried it a little a little far into the pod and uh brendan you and i went to new orleans with uh some of our some of our friends it's basically our, our little pandemic crew i know some people mm-hmm. Made our their male own little, therapy group. Our pod, yeah, exactly. Our pod buddies. Uh, we all we all went down for a few days, and we got back on Monday, and it was just Monday. It was it was almost we we wanted to record on Monday. That was got a little too. It was just too much travel that day. And then at that point, you're like, well, why record on Tuesday when you have the double game weeks yeah, right. on on Wednesday and Thursday? And then because Wednesday didn't make sense because at that point you'd have the Man City match, and it would sort of wipe out all other conversations. And I, I think. And so we'll just use that to say, yeah, we're, we're, we'll, we'll try to keep this pod short this week. We'll be back on Sunday with a normal pod uh, in just a couple days' time. So this is just, just treat this like a two-pod week. You can pretend that you're a Patreon supporter uh, for, for one week. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you want to, you know, toss it, toss a shekel in the in the, in the the Patreon bucket, go ahead and, and, and do that, Brandon. We That's, won't say uh, no. We won't say no. Um, but I'll, I'll use that to, to lead into today's match, which was um, – unusual extremely unusual i don't even i don't think i've ever seen a match quite like it um you know a a defensive struggle for 44 minutes and then spurs scored two goals kind of from nothing Mm -hmm. and then pep makes no changes at halftime and you're like okay like it's like real galaxy brain pep here and then they come (laughs) out and and destroy spurs with four goals in the second half with with an effectively unchanged team from the first half it's like I, you don't see tonal shifts that often. Right? <laughs> only, only, only in some of the maybe the the, the records of the 1960s. Uh, you know, the, the White Album. Are you are you this all over the place in terms of what you're getting in in two hours? It's really, uh, it was it was a really wild uh, match. And I, I don't know, did you watch it or, or catch some I, of it at least? I, I did watch the whole match, and I think maybe the closest we could say from recent matches would be Spurs themselves doing what City did to them to Crystal Palace. Uh, right a couple of weeks ago they did, they, they did but a to, yeah. to to this degree um and it was it, it was like that spurs palace match but pour on top of that some real 
uh, mistakes that were made by City at the very end of that half. Mm-hmm. I thought the post-match mm-hmm. interview that Jack Grealish and Riyad Mahrez gave was uh, they they said the the whoever was interviewing them was like, man, like what happened to them in that first half? And yeah. both of them were like, we don't think we played that bad. We actually had the better of the chances. It was just two gimmies um, that we gave Spurs. I, Pep was the one who really went down that. Uh, those were gifts that we gave to Antonio Conte. That second goal, <laughs> that second goal is all Kane. I don't think that's a gift. He's he was incredible for him to stay stay with that ball. I I don't disagree with you. I thought Rodri was an interesting character in both of those goals. Now the first goal, it's Ederson being slack with his pass to Rodri, yeah. and Rodri just can't deal with it. You can't fully blame him for that. Right. But then Rodri cannot ride this challenge from Kane on the. Second goal, I don't know. I'm not sold on this Rodri guy. It, somebody needs to get at me and tell me what I'm missing because <laughs> I think he did get an assist today. Didn't I think Well, he, yeah, but yeah. you know, fantasy returns are fantasy returns. Sure. So fantasy yeah. returns don't win Champions League. You don't so like what, Ro- you don't like Rodri? I, I think Rodri's excellent usually. He did not have a great great excuse me, I dropped my pen there. He did not that's how shocked I was by what you just your <laughs> anti Rodri. By the way, did you think that it was a little shady that some of the, we had a couple shady assists uh the, this weekend <laughs> yeah the, the sock the soccer one the, both of them helped me but i have to say i was i was surprised by both of them i was i was pretty sure that ederson was going to get the assist for that fourth goal i had ederson earlier this season when he assisted holland i think it was against brighton where uh holland just steamrolled whatever defender was between him and the goal and they yeah. credited ederson with the assist like 60 minutes later yeah so i I thought the same logic would apply. And yes, what is different about the Kane no. assist to the Saka non-assist in the in the North London Derby? It's so bizarre. All I all I can say is I'm in with the the crowd of people who are like, there is some vast conspiracy that means Harry Kane gets whatever he wants. He's like, sure. he's going to come out with some memoir called Spare yeah. some crap. Like I just this. think in general, lean towards giving the assist. Right. Because this this is all for fantasy anyway. This is like Opta is not. I know they use Opta for the for this stuff and there's not a lot. Maybe that I, I suppose it just comes down to Opta. Really, the, the, the Premier League should just should just be like, listen, we don't we don't make these decisions yeah. and, and leave it at that. But it was, you know, it's just but, I, but I thought, that's not just yeah. just to interrupt real quick. Opta fan FPL credits more assists than Opta does. Opta will right. not give you an assist for a deflected shot that results in a goal. Et cetera. So FPL. Yeah does by their own rules that are on their rules page uh stretch the stretch the, the scope of opta so yeah that, that's true i guess i was thinking if opta had given ederson the assist they would have given it it's almost like it works see. that you, yeah. yeah you're right it, it works they're not going to take away one if it's been awarded by opta but they will mm-hmm. give one um yeah i just felt like I, I watching that he boots it it feels like a pass to Mars, really and 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah, and the and the Saka one was just surprising to me because I, I don't think that wasn't enough of a significant touch. Anyway, well, this is like real like in the weeds stuff here. Um, I think the really maybe the big story from game week twenty. Obviously, we had, we had this double game week, which is kind of a bust of a double. Let's 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 be honest. Uh, yeah, we we <laughs> we we avoided the triple captaincy chip, so we kind of got away with murder there. I was and, joking. Uh, I was going to make a T-shirt that said, uh, "I survived not not triple captaining yeah. Erlen Holland in game week 20. It, it got a little it got a little scary there um, yeah. in, in early in the second oh, half. Are you kidding me? When he scored that first goal, <laughs> I was convinced he had another yeah. one in him. I was absolutely convinced so um you know i i think it's 
it, it, there's, it's really going to be difficult to say whether that triple captaincy was a huge failure. Uh, good I think you can go or, ahead. Okay. Here's well, what I'll say uh, uh, to, uh, okay. I'll say two things here. I'll cut okay. you off. Cause okay. I, I, I have to, I must speak. And if I, if I speak, I will be in trouble. Uh, I, I, f- I felt like compare historically, historically, Eight points is almost a good return, given how many how many of us have horror stories about Leroy Sane, Sadio Mane. Sadio Mane. The list there, goes on. There are examples, but I yeah. I, th- I think this season, when you have this this remarkably automatic option in in, in Holland, and, and and perhaps perhaps we can throw Rashford in there as well. I, I'm still strongly leaning towards Captain Holland at some point. Um, for him to come away with eight points, I I feel like. It's it's kind of it, I mean it's a little bit of a middle thing. It's it's like it's not so bad that we're going to have like zero listeners to this week's pod, <laughs> which is you know sometimes when there's a really bad captain yeah. return, we just like we see like a twenty percent drop in in listeners. It's not that catastrophic, but I think certainly even Holland triple captainers would say that their expectations were at least double digit returns, and yeah. I think getting eight is got to be considered a disappointment from that perspective. Yeah, that's fair. I guess I just uh, we 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 don't know there will toward the end of the season be a popular follow-up double game week or single game week where the rest of us play the triple captain. Yep. It's sort of like I want to see how that goes before I start um talking about how it <laughs> went with You worry about the Holland historical record. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe 8 points will will feel like a gift at that point. But it it's true for a a double that felt like a bust. There were so many ways out in game week 20. There were so many other paths to victory, whether yeah. it was Mares, whether it was Bruno Fernandez, whether it was those cheeky people who smartly captained Marcus Rashford, mm-hmm. I mean, Keppa for us in goal with a 10 pointer. Like what is, yeah. what was bad going into game week 20 is good again. And yeah. uh, it feels like springtime at always cheating. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, certainly, it was it was a fairly high scoring week when you add when you, when, when it all got added together. Um, and I think I, I ended up. Uh, let me actually pull up my my final my final score for the game week here. I ended up on seventy two points. I uh, didn't take a hit this week. Um, kind of wish I would have. But it's it's that classic thing where you see. Only in, in hindsight, you you are convinced you would have made the transfer that would have made you more points. But um, yeah. the was move there one it, you were considering? That uh, just you, could, you know, briefly considering the Sven Botman move. My bigger mm-hmm. my bigger frustration this week was was I I didn't get my my starters and bench right. I left eight points from White on the bench and twelve from from Leon Bailey. Now the Bailey one. Um, I just felt like he's not he hadn't quite done enough recently to be starter material, and I felt like. West Ham, we're in, we're going to fire our coach mode. So I was like, let me just start Bueno. He's been really solid. And, and I got six points from him. So I, I sure, wasn't, which was, I, you, you've yeah. got to give yourself credit for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. So it worked out okay. The yeah. white one, I, pro- I probably should have started white over Mitro. And that that would have, or, or maybe even Bailey over Mitro. But again, you can only play this hindsight game so much because Mitro won a pen. This is put in the position to succeed. Yeah, this happened twice now yeah. where I've got these zero points from Mitro's, Mitro in the last couple of weeks. And it's, uh, you know, because of these, these late missed pens and it's, the the double hit it was crazy i mean it was i i've seen it before but it was it was just it was it was it was frustrating to have it happen but in the end 72 totally fine game week i started the game week at 13 7 or something like that and then right now i'm at uh, or i was at 11 7 now i'm at 13588 so 
1700 spots doesn't matter at all it almost feels like a green arrow right especially because i didn't i don't him. care well just i didn't i didn't triple <laughs> captain holland a lot of yeah. people did yeah. it was like yeah. you know i felt like i dodged a bullet a little bit there so i'm feeling yeah. i'm feeling really good about how the game week went and yours is, is excellent at a blinder mate uh mm-hmm. yeah i finished on 92 but i did take a points hit so that's a net 88 still my by far my best game week rank of the season at 148k and it gets me dangerously close to the top 100k or i started yeah. the game week at 213k i'm now wow. at 108 so that's a halved it yeah more than halved it so i'm i'm thrilled it's my best every time i come on this podcast and say it's my best rank since such and such um i get knocked back the following game week so this is my yeah. goal going into the weekend is is to keep it going no no more chumbawambas yeah (laughs) yeah it's all it's it's all um straight straight as an arrow here the the concern looking ahead to uh game week 21 is it's it's grim as far as fantasy uh like fixtures look there are lots of competitive fixtures now that doesn't necessarily Hmm. mean anything but the big the big spotlight on my team was bruno fernandez now the way you know mares owners were feeling Today, Thursday afternoon, evening is how I was feeling when Bruno uh, scored yesterday against Crystal Palace. And it yep. was a legitimate goal, you know, a little better than the the goal he scored with Rashford offside as, as Christian Eriksen just walked right into the penalty area. And yeah. then Bruno had somehow even more space. And it, just the way Bruno lashed that ball and it just it it went into the goal and bounced Right yeah. out, yeah. Um, tight nets there at Selhurst. Park. Should have had an assist late in that uh, too. Uh, uh, your yeah. uh, your your boy Casemiro, Brandon. He was he was right there, and he uh, he's kind of okay. more my boy uh, than your. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I will stand for lots of your boy uh, shouts, yeah. but Casemiro, Casemiro is one hundred percent not my boy. Yeah, you're right. Actually, I'll stand for <laughs> Casemiro. I think Casemiro is a good player, and that's that's the that's the hill I'm going to die on. Yeah, uh, I mean, my memory of Casemiro <laughs> is always just him. Uh, you know, putting in reducer challenges for Real Madrid in the Champions League, not being a real La Liga watcher. But him at Manchester United, he's just like it's no joke. He's like by far and away the best signing that they've yeah. that they've made. He's been incredible for them, and now he's out with a yellow card suspension for the Arsenal fixture. He's not your boy anymore. He's no longer our boy. He's he's at least on. Uh, he's in the uh, sin. He's in the sin bin uh, for <laughs> for the next match. But yeah, yeah, I I am so thrilled. And now it looks like Manchester United uh, might be on for a double in game week twenty two. So. Yep. Part of the plan, I think, if you're a Bruno owner, was the get in, get out real quick sort of strategy. But he looks like a, a mid-term hold for the moment. Yeah, there, there have. Uh, yeah, I think you have to now. I mean, you have. I guess you must have three Man United players. Right? Yeah, Shaw, so, Rashford, and yeah. Fernandez. Yeah, cert- certainly a mid-term, mid-term hold, and I think. Uh, Especially with the with the possibility of a double for twenty two, which we should know more about later. There has been some talk that people are like, "Oh, you should you know, consider saving your transfers." I, 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 it doesn't sound like we would have maybe more than than one double in twenty two, uh, and that would be Man United playing the, the their scheduled match against Palace, so they play them twice in two weeks. Mike, the Michael Elise. Uh, we didn't even talk about that goal. Talk about a great goal. Yeah, that's one that, that was one where you just had to laugh and be like, everybody owns Luke Shaw. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It was just like exactly. I, I felt the same way. It didn't didn't matter to me at all. What I, you, you I think my buy, rank actually yeah. went up when the as a yeah. I own Luke Shaw, and I think my rank went up. It was kind of. Wild. I don't think mine moved, and it was yeah. like completely flat. But uh, so they would uh, they play Palace, and then they would play either Leeds or, or Brentford, and it just sort of depends on whether you'd want to double up or, or triple up on on. Uh, you know, with Man United, we we should all I would think have at least two players from Man United, and and some will have three. So I, I don't, you know, you could hold your transfer for th- this week for this for this possible double, but I I don't know. Even if it, you know, let's say it's Leeds that have a have the double. I I'm not convinced that I would want more than like one Leeds player right now. I'm not. That, that seems a little a little overly aggressive um, given what they've done so far. I mean, and and Brentford. I mean, the only player I'd, I would want would be Ivan Tony. Um, and you can make an argument, just bring him in this game week. Honestly. Um, I think that's, yeah. that's a fair case for that. I, I totally agree. I mean, t- Tony, he, uh, Brentford are away at Leeds and Leeds have, I think, uh, allowed the most big chances in the league this season. Some, some stats that would point to Leeds has a terrible defense yeah. and, yeah. Uh, Brentford have a pretty well-oiled attack at this yeah. point of the season, Ivan Tony is in full flow. So I, yeah, I think that's a good move. If you're a Metro owner, or if you're uh, a, a Martial owner, I guess yeah. especially. It's tricky because uh, Fulham plays Spurs at home, and I, I mean, I'd rather be Fulham than Spurs for that match. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's it's really it's it's maddening right now having um, having Metro. I think I have to keep him for one more week. I, even though I'm, even though I'm, I'm making this argument for just burning a transfer if you feel like it makes sense, I think I'm probably not going to be doing that myself. the The question that I have, and I, I guess I'm just going to jump up and move a question up right now because it's it's very relevant to my own team. Um, is and this is, uh, Ian Stimson asked about um, our Patreon Stimmy. supporter. Stimmy yeah. asked about uh, Joao Cancelo, and he says that you know is it worth it a hit to get rid of Cancelo, and if so, who do we drop him for? And I think it's tricky, especially because Lewis went off injured, and it maybe opens up the door to Cancelo starting this weekend. Man City host Wolves, if if they do, I, I want Cancelo out. Is it worth burning a transfer to take him out? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I, I kind of look across the Premier League. Like you said, there's a, there's, a, there's a tricky weekend. A lot of a lot of a lot of top clubs clashing, right? So you have Liverpool play Liverpool host Chelsea. Don't want to defend it from either of those two teams. Uh, if we had it, you know, if we knew that it was confirmed that Brentford had a double, then sure, maybe I'd look at someone like Ben Mee. Uh, but we don't know that, and so I'm not going to burn a transfer on on that. Um, Arsenal host Man United. Man United are in good enough form that I don't really want to double up in Arsenal. Plus, I I don't really want to be wasting my third arsenal spot on a second defender when there's you know when leandro trossard brandon is mm-hmm. is you know looming in the wings um you know spurs no leads no <laughs> i'm t- just looking across all of these teams where would i even buy yeah. a defender i guess the only answer would be to buy a second newcastle defender and and that would be sven botman they're away to palace though i, th- I think palace are, are pretty solid at home as we just saw in the man United match i don't love the idea of bernie to a possibly unnecessary transfer to, to bring in a defender on a road match. That's just not something I, I necessarily want to do. Here's the deal with this defensive situation in Cancelo. You're yep. hosting a wedding. You're getting married. You've been planning yep. this for a long time. You're finally just like setting the guest list. You've got two options. You invite Sven Botman, who you know 
will be a great guest, life of the party, great dancer, good song recommendations for the DJ. Yeah. But Botman, Sounds like me. It's like the kind of guest I am. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, but you know Botman is not going to bring a gift. Not even like a like a like a $50 bill on a card or anything <laughs> like that. So you're like, well, the party will be probably more fun, but what's in it for me? Cancelo on the other hand, you know is going to be a drunk uh, lots of people who are also invited don't get along with him very well, yeah. but he is probably going to buy you first class plane tickets for your honeymoon. <laughs> it, or he won't show up at all. Right? <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of, at this point, you're crossing your fingers that you invite Cancelo and he is a no show and you get your first wedding yeah. invite invitee who's sitting on the bench. So yeah. that's my advice to you. Uh, right now I've got Cancelo starting and I've got Shaw first bench. So that, that seems fine to me. If Luca, if, and also the way that'll work out is that Arsenal men, uh, matches after that man city match. So I don't know if that awkward situation where you watch a match and you don't quite know whether you should be rooting for a clean sheet or not. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to safely know what outcome I want. Cause that'll be the final match on Sunday. So I think that's fine. I'm, I'm leaning towards a hold right now. I have to decide on my bench though. I, I think I, I think I actually am going to play Leon Bailey now. I think I think Bailey comes in and uh then I got an Andreas first bench and then Shaw. I suppose that's how I'm gonna line these line these guys up. No, no concern about I mean I, I you know Kevin De Bruyne, I, I, I think that's just not necessary. Look yeah, he looked like he needed a rest, honestly. He hadn't been playing super well. He missed a day of training earlier this week, and you know, fantasy managers had their antenna up. Uh, is there an injury? And Pep came out and said, "No, he just had a personal issue." Yep. I don't know what's going on in KDB's life, but there you can yeah. draw, you can connect the dots there and say De Bruyne was not right at the World Cup, was not right coming back. Probably yep. just needed to get his head on straight. Yeah. And Pep probably told him, I don't want you here. Go figure out what's going yeah. on and come back when you're ready to play. Yeah. He made so, the bench. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. And I'm not trying to sow seeds for the upcoming game week. I think with a player like De Bruyne, that's that's how justice is sort of meted out. And yeah. he'll be fine going forward. And it's almost sort of like, I don't want to say we didn't need De Bruyne this game week as much as we thought we might it would oh it's always nice to get more points but sure. now he's quote got his rest josh yeah it's all smooth sailing from mm-hmm. here right yeah exactly i mean he's he's he should be he, i'd be very surprised if he wasn't starting on yeah but you know if he doesn't then 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 goodness gracious i'll have andreas on monday and that doesn't sound like a terrible thing either having having him for for spurs i, I would then have three players in that monday match there'd be a lot of players for for a monday yeah. afternoon um, all right, well, let, let's move on, Brandon. I, I, w- I do want to talk about Game Week 21 in more detail, but uh, just quickly, I want to read off the top 10 of the Always Cheating Super League. Uh, in 10th is, we have a two-way time for 10th, uh, Tom uh, Apadale, in, also tied with him, is Sveinig Arnensen. Uh, and then there's a series of characters. Uh, I'll just say question mark, Man United Heart, Brandon, mm-hmm. which preceded it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got Rob Duncan, uh, Michael Slagter, Graham McBlain, and fifth, we have Sarah Edge hanging out in the top five. Uh, and fourth is Robert Nilsson. 
third is Mark Jordan. Second is Mark Bleakley. We've got a couple of Marks at the top here, Brian. Marksman at the top of the uh, OSG and Super League. And then uh, at, in first place, uh, we have Sikir Tay, who had a somewhat tough game week compared to compared to some others uh, in the top 10. Uh, but I just checked, and they're still 12th overall in the nice. world. So not doing, doing just fine. I'm seeing a lot of triple captaincy chips played here in the top yeah. 10. So yeah. it's always... Uh, your OR, your overall rank can kind of be, you know, slightly, I don't, it's not really skewed. I mean, points are points, but uh, yeah, definitely people made a little bit, a little bitest of a jump with that triple captain. Jump. Yeah. It's a little bit like the, uh, when they do the races and the the starting track is a little, you know, not everyone starts in the same because mm-hmm. of where they are in the, tr- mm-hmm. you know, it's sort right. of, yeah, yeah, it all evens out by the end. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's take a, well, I also did, did want to quickly shout out the, uh, uh, Patreon. It's, uh, the discord is up and running. I think it's been going really well, really easy to use and active. And we really should have, we should have moved there a long time ago. It's, it's, it's been great. So if you've been, um, if you weren't sure what was in it for you to become a Patreon supporter, not only you get the bonus podcast each week, this week actually is a slightly tricky one for us, Brandon. We're going to figure out, I think what we're, the plan right now is to do a, a private YouTube live, either, either a watch party or, or just, uh, just chat with, with Patreon supporters. So we're going to get that in the works. Um, and that, that is something you, you and I have actually talked about. That's not yeah. me Bringing, which I often do <laughs> on the podcast no, 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 is just yeah. bring an idea on you. It's going to uh, be fun. Yeah, yeah. Whenever we get together live um, virtually with our Patreon supporters, it's always a good yeah. time. Yeah, I agree. So, so, uh, but the discord has been awesome. We do a bonus podcast each week and, uh, and t-shirts and all kinds of other cool stuff and contests as well. So uh, let's take a break, Brandon. We'll get back and we'll talk about game week 21. Guys, did you hear that a Lionel Messi trading card recently sold for over $500,000 on Golden Auctions? Golden is the leading and most trusted destination for some of the most significant pieces of sports and pop culture collectibles. And better yet, it's not just for those high-ticket items. Golden's new always-on marketplace and weekly auctions start at just $5. That means collectors of all kinds can enjoy the same quality, convenience, and seamless user experience that Golden is known for. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, grade, or vault, Golden has something for everyone and is your one-stop destination for the love of collecting. Looking to buy a collectible? Good idea. While the S&P 500 fell by an average of nearly 20%, collectibles like trading cards actually increased in value. Looking to sell a collectible? Now is the time to do it. Golden is offering all sellers up to 50% off marketplace fees before February 17th. So head over to golden.co to get started. That's golden.co, G-O-L-D-I-N dot C-O. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, Brendan. Game Week 21 kicks off on Saturday. This is what I like to call a Game Week Classic. An old school game week. Mm, if a not set, game week two. This is game week classic. Game week classic. This is uh, not one of these crazy doubles. It's not a crystal a game fest, week. It's not a festive fixture. Yeah, it's not a crystal game week. It's nice and nice and simple. I don't know uh, if anybody's getting my Coke and Pepsi jokes here, but uh, I'm amusing myself. Don't. I got them. I just. I think you, <laughs> you chose I don't think not you have to, to acknowledge expl- them. <laughs> well, I was. I got them, and it, it took me a second. But then I. Then I was rolling with Fair. them. Once yeah, you yeah. said crystal game week, I got the anyway. So. We have, uh, we have, but uh, you know, which, which to me basically just means that we have a, a, we have an early match on Saturday. We have a slate of what are here in the East Coast ten AM fixtures, and then we have a a Saturday afternoon match. Sunday we've got two early matches and a and a banger in the e- in the you know late late in the late in the morning, and then we've got a Monday match. Like this is what I wish every uh, this is what the NFL does. This is why people love the yeah. NFL. It's because you do everything at the same yeah. time in the same schedule. You know this is so nice. I'm I'm looking yeah. at the schedule. I'm like oh this is just perfect. Exactly what I want. So um, you know no no chaos here. Nice and clean and simple. So Liverpool Chelsea kick things off. It's got to be I mean probably the first time and. I don't even know, maybe ever, that there's going to be a Liverpool-Chelsea match and I won't probably have any players in that match. Uh, that is wild to me. I, can you? I, it's kind of insane. You know what's even more insane? Having Kukurea in your team. So, you know. Yeah. You, still, you, still have Kuk, you still have Kukurea? I still got Kuku. Um, yeah. yeah, I right now he's on my bench, on my bus team, you know, yep. to state the obvious. I think the, the question I'm asking myself is, do I just dump Kukurea this week yeah. and, and solve that problem? Or, yeah, um, I mean, as we basically covered earlier in the podcast, defensive assets, it's there's not a lot happening there at the moment. And I, you kind of yeah. wonder, like, you held on to Reese James for while while he was known yeah, to be out, People. and you just put these guys on your bench and wait for an actual strategic moment to come along. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, often it's, it's not worth it. It's uh, people, I think people just hate having injured players in their bench and I can, yeah. I can understand that, but often, or, I mean, Kukurea is, is not injured. He's just uh, not being played anymore. <laughs> um, but I, I, but, but he also has that risk that he might come on for a one pointer late, which is a horrible spot. It's ever present. Um, mm-hmm. I, there was a question uh, that I actually had for this, this week's pod, which is, uh, I think you and I are both in the Keppa and Ward club, correct? That's right. Yeah. I, even though Keppa just rewarded me with 10 points, I have Ward right now in my, in my bus team. He's the player that I'm planning to start. And I just don't want Keppa away to Liverpool. I'm sorry. And I, I don't think that Leicester are suddenly good defensively, but just give me, if I don't know, if I don't know what to do, I'm just going to default to the home team with the better fixture. That's just that to me seems like a really yeah. one way to handle this. I wouldn't mount a huge strong argument against that, uh, but I think I err more. I err less toward the home team and more toward the, I guess, quote unquote, better team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, to call Chelsea is the better team is you might be splitting hairs talking about Leicester, but Leicester's defense coming back from the World Cup has been awful and yep. liverpool for that matter have not 
have really struggled to score yeah. goals and to get scoring opportunities. Nunez is is injured. Gakpo has not really hit the ground running. What's going on with Salah? Liverpool's yeah. midfield is 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 a chaotic yeah. mess. So that would be, you know, as I said, it's not like a a, a hardcore case, but that would be my yeah. case for starting Kepa. So you are you're starting Kepa. That is the plan, yes. Okay. Well, good. Then we'll have an interesting clash there between Kepa versus Ward. I know it is funny. I was just looking back. I mean, Ward had, I think it was five clean sheets in six matches and six out of six of his last eight going into the break. Six clean sheets in eight. He was, it was incredible for a, for a four million keeper. And since the return, it's been one point, three points, two points, and two points. So I think you could you could rightly ask me what I'm doing starting <laughs> starting war. But I mean Kepa I don't really trust him either. Uh, he's been he's been solid at in some of these home fixtures and I don't really trust him so much away. And I don't know. I think I you know uh, this is one of those things you could you could spend an hour reading about it and trying yeah. to decide what to do, but we're probably talking about a two point or a three point. Yeah, and and you know. exactly right because if if I had unlimited free transfers going into game week twenty, Kepa would have been the last goalkeeper I would have con- considered. Certainly, people were yeah. taking hits to get in Ederson or, or and and look, Kepa came through with a ten pointer. Yep, it's. Yep. It's inexplicable to a degree, very hard to predict. So whether you decide to roll with Kepa yep. or Ward, I, I think it's it's really a bit of a dice roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that was an incredible, a low-key amazing moment was getting that 10-pointer from Kepa this, this, this game. With, with like a heavily rotated side, too. It was, it was, a, it was a, that chill, or, or, or maybe it wasn't even rotated. It was just sort of potter looking for the right combination of players or whatever but there was certainly it was an unusual yeah. combination uh so yeah and we'll see how soon it is before um their their new signing actually mudrick yeah Mud, is that how you say his name mudrick yeah i assume mudrick uh gets on the pitch so let's do a quick little well okay so the yeah, liverpool chelsea kick things off and then we have uh just to give you kind of a, a look at the the weekend's matches brandon liverpool chelsea kick things off and then you have um Really, honestly, a, a, a 10 a.m. Of, of rather, yeah. Let's just call them appetizers. I don't want to call them bad fixtures, Brandon, but they're not. They're not the main course for this weekend. Sure. An amuse, an amuse bouche. Yeah, exactly. And I, maybe I guess you're sort of you're starting off with uh, with Liverpool Chelsea. So that's sort of a what do we call that? It's like having that's just before. a pre dinner cocktail. That's <laughs> a pre dinner cocktail. Okay, and then and then Palace Newcastle, which I think could be fun, just because. I like watching matches at Selhurst Park, and I don't know they, they they play pretty well there. I mean, certainly if Newcastle were hosting Palace, you live for those cheerleaders, them. don't you, Josh? I just I think it's a fun place. I want to go there, Brandon. The next when we when you and I go <laughs> back to the too. UK this fall, I I would almost build the trip around trying to see a match at Selhurst Park because yep. I, I really do want to go there. Uh, and then uh, Sunday we have uh, what matches that I think are all pretty fun: Leeds Brentford. Man, and just Le- every every Leeds game is is fun right now to watch, whether they're winning or losing. Uh, Man City Wolves, and uh, which is fun for fantasy, and then Arsenal Man United, which is going to be really good. I really think that's going to be a fun match, yeah. and I'm excited. And then Fulham Spurs on Monday, which I think will also be really fun, just because again there's some fantasy implications. Everybody has Kane now, and I, I'll have Mitro and. Most likely, uh, I, I almost want Silva to just come out and be like, "Oh yeah, Mitro's got a his ankle 
can't sustain it anymore. I, I, I need an excuse <laughs> to drop this guy. Um, but let's, which brings us right to buy, sell, hold. Uh, I talked, we talked about Cancelo already. So let's move on to Mike Thunder. He says, KDB, Walker, and Doherty all bench for me tonight. That's a, that's a triple whammy right there for Mr. Yeah, Thunder. That's rough. Uh, do I just hold and play them? Because there's a pretty good chance of all of them starting this weekend. Of those three, I think all three would most likely start. Maybe Doherty now, just because Emerson Royal scored the goal. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a goal from Royale, that's a tough one. I could not even. Uh, Royale with goal. I could not even <laughs> even predict. It's you're, you're still on shaky ground, I think, yeah. as you suggest there. Yeah. Walker, I Walker and DeBron. Yeah, I, I think De, uh, Doherty might be the, the biggest issue there. Yeah. Walker and KDB probably right for the 90%, start. 90%, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll go with that that degree of confidence. I, I would say I, I feel I feel extremely confident both those two players will start. I don't think you'd want to start Doherty anyway. If I'm going to score in that match, that's 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 a that's a that's a Josh Landon lock of the week right there, Brandon. Yeah, uh, isn't the whole yeah. thing with uh, Lapategi and the new reborn Wolves is there's lots of wing play. Maybe you want a guy like Kyle Walker who's got the pace to sort of track. Yeah. The uh the attacks down the wing that Wolves will be unveiling. I don't know. That's like a total yeah. like shot in the dark. But yeah, I think that I mean the simplest explanation is that Lewis has some kind of little muscle injury now, right? So mm-hmm. and Kyle Walker came in to replace him in the eighty something minute. So that most likely means that Walker's the natural replacement there. I mean it, if Cancelo, what a what a fall from grace. I can't quite process it still. I'm I'm like in I'm, I'm in shock. I mean, this guy was an absolute must-own player going into this season. And he and Trent are now these 7 million, you know, there was a question from our friend Shiv about it, trusting premiums to trust. It's It, it turned into the defensive premiums. They're the ones who, Ederson, the, the, the ultimate premium goalkeeper, has been a total bust since the restart. It's crazy. It's true. Something's about to bust and it turned out to be expensive fullbacks. Yeah, man. It's just a, yeah, it's uh, the, the, the narrative done shifted and it did, it happened so, so quickly, Brandon, that, uh, I don't even, what is the narrative right now? The narrative is just have man United and, and Arsenal players. I yeah, guess. get have some as cheap mids and have some squeeze. fun with it. That's, that's where we are right now. I need another wild. I, I do have a wild card. I may as well just play it. Uh, of course, of course, of course, I will not. Um, so Stephen Curtis has a question that I think is a little trickier, uh, which is about Miguel Almiron. He says, Almiron, hold or sell. You and I, I don't think either of us have, strangely enough, had Almiron in our squads the entire season. Yeah. Um, I think you have, both, these, uh, yeah, you have these projects on your to-do list at work where yeah. you're just kind of like, I, I got to do that. Yeah. But they, they never rise as high as like five on yeah. the on the must-do list and yeah. they just never get done that's what yep. almiron yep. has been for me this season yep. i have oh, i have of course seen the the need to have him the want to have him sure his numbers are uh down for, since the world cup but uh just what just from watching newcastle and almiron play i don't see any Doesn't reason like to dissuade people dip. from yeah. holding him yeah. newcastle are great and i i don't think the na- numbers are enough to to put me off him. I don't think so either. Um, and I think that especially the Palace aren't that strong defensively. And then they play West Ham at home and Bournemouth away in the following two fixtures. 
I suppose if you had, a, I think this, this, you know, this becomes an, I think an especially good week to hold because you have this, uh, this man's, this, if Arsenal weren't playing Man United, I think you could make an argument for someone like Odegaard who, who I don't have. And, I would really like to have. I know. I know he's he's like um, number two on my to do list. I'll tell you that's how far. Yeah, he's, he's a little risen. he's a little higher. He yeah. he'd be getting close to one for me. I'd say. Yeah. I think he's really especially because they have this double in in, in twenty three. So I think that if if you were going as demand city as a reminder. So you know if you were going to look at replace Nelmaron and you were just you were just kind of done or you were looking for a change. I would I would strongly consider. Odegaard, I, you know, Saka is up there too. Of course, he's just he's an extra one point three million on top, so he's not as much of a like for like comparison uh, to Almiron. I, I, I guess in a vacuum, I would expect Saka to not in a vacuum. I don't know. Just like over the next ten weeks, I would expect Saka to outscore um, Odegaard, but I don't know if it's enough to justify the extra one point three million. Yes, I agree, and. There's still like, like the goals Odegaard has been scoring have been pretty spectacular, but but um like like his like his predecessor Kevin De Bruyne, uh, I there are so many routes to points with yeah. Odegaard, which you like to see for me as a Bruno Fernandez owner. If this double for Manchester United comes to pass in game week 22, then that is an easy switch for me. Bruno to Odegaard entering into game week 23. Um, but, but yeah, so that, that gives, um, that gives people who are kind of weighing that Saka versus Odegaard decision, a couple of game weeks to sort of see how it starts to shake out. Yeah. I think I, that's what I would do. I would wait at least one more, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe two more weeks. I think, I mean, because I think there's a, for me, the, um, the, uh, Mitro to Enketia move is, really, really easy move to make and, uh, something that I find, um, extremely tempting. And I, I, I don't need, I, you know, I could, I could get to Saka or Odegaard by, by dropping Kinsella. I, you know, that'll free up like 2.5 million or so, but, uh, it just, I love the logical fit of just going straight from Mitro to, um, to Enketia. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I, I think that we still have a ways to go with, with Gabriel Jesus as well. Uh, I think that, uh, I think Enketia has looked terrific too. I, I really like watching him in these Agreed. matches. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know, I mean, you know, there's some talk now, some worry about Gabriel, uh, with, with Trossard in there, but possibly a chance that even affects Enketia. I, I don't see Trossard. To me, he's more of a. Um, he's been he's brought a, in to play a, five minutes at the end of every match for whoever <laughs> needs to rest. Then that, get some Europa League starts. Yeah, good yeah. on Trossard yeah. for getting a contract, getting paid, and you know maybe winning yeah. some silverware. But I just can't see him. He's twenty eight years old. It's it, he's a he's You're an too old fat man. He's an he's an excellent. That's another reference, you know, the, the Fight Club there, Brandon. <laughs> um, the uh, I don't know. Yeah, everyone, you caught it. Actually, I think only you and I at, the, at this point. You and I are the only ones hanging on with that. With that, rest meatloaf. in peace, meatloaf. Yeah, meat, rest in peace uh, to the loaf. Um, where was I? Uh, We're talking about Trossard, oh, Trossard. And, and, and his yeah. fate. I think it's a he's a good depth signing. This is what a good club does. Mm-hmm. They have they have someone like him. It's you know he's kind of in that Oxlade Chamberlain role. You, can, you drop him in uh, if you have a couple injuries. I mean they, they kind of need him, especially with um uh, with with all the injuries that have that have happened with um uh, Smith Rowe, who 
really had a remember that moment like last year he just scored it was like nine matches in a row it felt like where he came in in the second it half was, and scored it was his david brooks moment <laughs> david brooks at bournemouth uh, yeah. whatever happened to that poor old poor, yeah. poor young man um so the you know but talking about liverpool uh there's a I, iron game designer says which arsenal players are the best three to have uh it looks like there are more than three worth having exclamation point so you and I both have two. You've got Saliba, I've got White, and then we both have Gabriel. So what are you thinking right now for a third Arsenal player? I guess I'm leaning Odegaard. I really like the Enkedia option and mm-hmm. his price tag, I, I think, makes him an easy fit because I think yeah. I I have... Uh, Lee Greenwood or Sam, I have Sam Greenwood, not the singer of I'm proud to be an American. I have <laughs> Sam Greenwood up front. Yeah. And that's a classic, like, don't do it because you'll never get rid of this really cheap non-starting third forward. Yeah. Um, uh, where am I going with this? Um, I don't know. It could it, he, that. Uh, so I have kind of have some surgery to do before I can even get there. So I think Bruno to an Arsenal midfielder, yeah, would then take up my third Arsenal spot. I really don't want to get rid of Saliba or f- fill in the blank Arsenal defender because Arsenal's yeah. defense is incredible. So Bruno's I, price makes it easy because you yeah. could, he, even though he's been excellent, and you know you don't have to drop him for a couple of weeks, obviously too. But uh, it would almost be great if they had that double and just got out of the way, and yeah. then you could feel even better about about doing a kind of uh, a move that would have upside, yeah. but also would um, free up some cash. I don't think we know exactly what that third striker spot looks like in a couple of weeks' time. We mentioned Ivan Tony is in great form. He would be an option. And Kedia, yep. yes. Strong rumors are that Danny Ings is going to West Ham, yep. uh, and they can finally pretend like that Skamaka signing never happened. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Danny Ings at a resurgent West Ham playing alongside Jared Bowen. I'm basically riffing off of what Chancer Dan was tweeting earlier today. Yep. Um I think that sounds pretty exciting. So I, I think there are um, there are lots of options for that. That third striker spot is my point. Uh, by the way, while you were talking a minute, we were talking about Odegaard a minute ago. I looked up his transfer market value. I was curious, and so let's play the Brandon guesses the transfer market value game. What do you think Odegaard's transfer market value is right now? Um, I'm gonna say. 88 million, 60 million. Okay. So a little, a little low. This has not been updated since November. So it, it could, yeah. it could have climbed. He's, he's an interesting case because he, when he was at uh real sociedad, he, he had peaked at 50, then went to real Madrid. His price dipped. Arsenal bought low at, at yeah, this guy, these are all it's like 36 is, or yeah. something, right? Yeah. These prices, this is kind of like buying, you know, it's like, that's like taking your comic books and trying to sell them for the diamond the hands with Odegaard. The, yeah. The listed price or whatever, <laughs> but you know, um, but these are in theory what the, what their, what their value is. Uh, so Arsenal, yeah. Bought low. It looks like the, I can't remember what they actually bought him for, but he has, um, he's, uh, had accrued 50% of value since, since they signed him for whatever that's worth. I just thought it was interesting. Um, so I, I think, uh, I, I think it's a team dependent question. Ultimately what you do with your third Arsenal player, if you have a spot like me, um, then I think it makes sense to just, to, because I don't, I think that in a, if I were like wild carding, I would have Odegaard and 
I would have. I I don't. I'm not as worried about Martinelli. I, I can't tell what the what the deal. Why people are worried about Martinelli? I I think it, there's a kind of like he's been in my squad too long, and I need to do something new. I think people, Sick of I think looking people, at him. I think Sick yeah, of his face. I think people get bored having the same player in their team for for 20 weeks, and so I think that I think that actually is genuinely a factor that some that that happens sometimes. And I I don't really see any particular reason to drop him. I, I don't know. Like he's. Um, I mean, how many, I guess he has two, two blanks, but you know, he scored two goals in the matches before that. So what, what, how many yeah. goals do you need for a, a player that most of us bought at 6 million? It's uh, two out of the last four. seems like a perfectly acceptable return to me. I agree. Yeah. And so long as Arsenal are playing as well as they are, the points will be shared. Yeah. I just, uh, I mean, yeah. Sure, if what we said about Trossard is wrong and Trossard gets a start, then I will be hitting the eject button on Martinelli <laughs> so fast. Yeah, of course. I, but, but yeah, as we said, I just don't see that happening, and I think Martinelli is going to keep continue to come good for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's going to get Phil Foden, you know. that's uh, Phil Foden, <laughs> what, Phil Foden's like a bench player now. Phil he's Foden barely... didn't think he was going to get Phil Foden. He doesn't yeah. know what's going on with uh, This uh, is just now, madness. Now, that, I've that, that do, now I've got to do the transfer market game for Phil Foden. What do you, what do you think, Phil? Foden's current transfer market. Oh, bloody is. hell. Is he going to be more than be Odegaard? Definitely going to be more. Okay. So I'll say 74. 110. What the? This is, <laughs> this is it's tr- only up and up. That's, that's, it's gone up since uh, from July to 15, from July to November, he's gone from 90 to 110. I'm not sure you could get that price on the market right now. I, I, he's so young, though. He's, he's great. I mean, uh, he'll eventually find a coach who, We'll play him in, in matches, mm-hmm. right? So, um, <laughs> no, it's a weird situation with him. I don't know if he's like trying to. I think I feel like he's trying to teach him a lesson or something. Because uh, Pep Who loves knows? him. Pep, Pep is like you remember he used to be like, oh, even though I'm not playing him, he's the, you know, he's he's better than Messi or whatever. And now it's I don't know what's yeah. going on. So cool. Maybe he's trying to. Maybe he's trying to get it. See, find a spark. Um, all right. So two more questions here, Brandon. Uh, Alahara says, uh, are we just going to pretend that Tony doesn't exist? Uh, one of the top <laughs> scoring forwards and in cracking form. I keep getting worried about this gambling thing. Like, is it, is it eventually going to be a factor? I don't, never. Like, this we- is like some white collar crime stuff happening here, Josh, where this is going to be swept under the carpet and under a carpet, under that carpet, and so on until yeah. the end of the season, I would assume. Weird. Weird. I think Weird. Ivan Tony's going to be, you know, trying to prolong the end of the season. He's hoping for another COVID outbreak so uh, they can, like, yeah. halt the season and restart it later. This could be his last. I don't, I don't know. Or he yeah. just gets some sort of huge, huge fine. But it would seem that, yeah, Tony is not going anywhere in the short term. And I think we've, we've kind of set our piece about how his form is pretty undeniable. Yep. You know, did not miss yet another pen. He's like the Mario Balotelli 2.0 is from the, from the pen spot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's so solid. Yeah. Yeah. Holland is up there too. Every time I watch these matches, I don't like not, I mean, I even capped him this week, but it felt like I didn't, right? Because everyone, mm-hmm. he was so triple captain. Mm-hmm. Every time he's in the box, I'm just convinced they're going to call a pen for something. And it's just, he's a big just, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, draws a lot of contact. Yeah, um, I I think that if 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 uh, Brentford get a double in 22, I'll certainly have Tony. 
Um, and so let's 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 see where we are there. I, I think he probably hasn't got enough credit, and I think it's just the uh, also he, was, he had a reputation for being a bit of an FPL troll last season. I think we're I'm still kind of shaking that off a little bit. Yeah. I know that that those reputations are rarely earned. You know, it's just that they they. It's usually he didn't do something in the three week window that I yeah. had him, but I I personally had a couple of weeks where I had him too, and I was I especially early on in that season, and maybe I'm just saying it's been hard to blank slate him and 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 you know start fresh. Um, all right, final question uh, from Nick E he says outside of Holland or Man City, effectively an FPL no go zone. Um, in, in Holland and who? Outside oh, of just, outside of Holland, just yeah. Holland, just Holland, yeah. I suppose it would seem that way. Yeah. They, they just haven't been performing. Uh, yeah. I I did. I'll go back to what I was saying about Kane for the last couple of weeks and how um, just these, as as you would call them, Josh, blue, chick, blue chip assets. Yep. And I would just say like City is kind of like a blue chip team. They, yep. when they're down, they do not stay down for long. Kane True. seemed like he wasn't quite possible of, of a of a two goal return and against Palace just like bang there you go that's why you hang on to them so yeah. while City just feel like their form is uh, has has vanished you know, despite what we saw in the second half against Spurs I think it's 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 lurking so yeah. I I one thing I feel strongly about is their defense and I and, and um, you know, my heart goes out to everyone who got, I mean, I was looking at mini league competitors and every team seemed to have a different city defender, whether it was Ake, Akanji, Ederson, Walker, Stones, yeah. Cancelo. Didn't work for any of them. Yeah. Um, I, I and Cancelo. They, <laughs> that didn't work. Even point. at their, even at their best this season in the premier league city have con- contrived to have a goal or two scored on them. So I'm just kind of out fully on the defense. So to the question, I guess, it's just kind of like, do you have the stomach for uh, a midfielder? And, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I I'm still at Amares. Sorry. I, maybe I shouldn't be, but I am. I, I mean, it was kind of interesting that they, 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 I didn't think we'd see Alvarez and Mares play together. Um, and I actually, I need to like take a closer look at the formation, how they, how they play. Yeah. Mar- uh, uh, so Amarez was obviously out wide, right. And Grealish was out wide left. Alvarez was kind of just tucked in right behind like number, like Holland. He was kinda, playing like, a little yeah. bit of a, of a 10 role. Um, yeah, yeah very, very kind of tricky yeah. sort of formation. I know it's interesting. Then you have, you have uh Gundo. It's like a, I mean, I don't know. Basically, you just you clearly it worked in the second half. It felt like every, every minute of that second half, you had five Man City players in the box with with balls, you know, pinging around. Um, so I, I I don't really trust Mares. I mean, this is like I'm, I I feel like I can't even have the Mares conversation because we're like a decade into it now. Uh, <laughs> ever, ever since he moved to Man City, it's do you trust him during the window when Pep decides to play him? And then you get him, and and he doesn't play or doesn't start or comes on for one minute late, and everyone gets mad. And I just, I, that's not a game I, I'm willing to sacrifice points to not have Mares. I don't, I don't like the the stress of of having him in my squad, and I'm just not going to deal with it. Also, my priorities right now are focused on Arsenal and Man United, and uh, that that's that's where I want my money to go. I mean, Vaut Veghorst may have to actually be 
an option. I mean, if I don't really know, I mean, especially don't, don't with do it. I know <laughs> he didn't look that great uh, in that match. I, I actually think I'd probably would pick up a second man United defender if I was, uh, if they have, if they end up having to double um, because of the, you know, if it's like palace and Leeds, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty strong double um, for, for man United defender. Yeah, and Tejeda's in really good form. Uh, not that you have to get Tejeda, but um, he when he's doing his Tejeda things, that always increases the likelihood yeah. of a clean sheet. Yeah. Um, yeah the shoot. Rashford, the Rashford triple captain possibility for twenty two is something we're going to have to talk about next week, because if if it if it came to pass that they have Palace and Leeds at home for the double, mm-hmm. what's what's his floor? For for the for those two matches, I mean, it's got to be <laughs> yeah. like ten points, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think um, against Palace, he was just he was really he was trying to vibe. He tried. Yeah. He was trying to do lots of tricky yeah. flicks and dribbles and and all that stuff. And he just yeah. wasn't finding himself in the the right space. So um, he's he's point being, he's really feeling it. Yeah. Um, what I was just going to say about Mares, uh was, yeah, it does feel like if you have him, it's a take the points and run because of, as as you said, the Arsenal midfielders. There are many other options that are just ga- like full on lock guaranteed minutes, yep. and I think this double game week was pro- was the optimal time. Clearly, it was to bring in Mares, and now it is time to um, kill your darlings, so they say. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I mean, it worked out great for Mara's owners. It was a, it was a bold move if you brought him in, and uh, it panned out. I mean, sort of like Mara's and Bruno. Those in most game weeks, there's, there's one player who, if you have him, it's it kind of doesn't matter yeah. what else what else went wrong. And that, that was actually me last game week with with Harry Kane. Um, I had an okay game week, but I had Harry Kane, and I got 16 points, and that um, gave me a green arrow. And I think that's, that was, that was the case with Mara's and, and Bruno this week. So it we'll should see. be said that yeah. city do have a confirmed double for, I can't believe we're still talking about doubles, but <laughs> yeah. for, for 23. Yeah. Talking about <sighs> vibe. This is not our, our vibe is not talking about doubles. I'm sorry. No. I there's our vibe is, is playing FPL and having fun. And we have to, there's too much information we have to impart <laughs> when there's doubles. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we, we ha- it's like a public, you have to do it, but it's, yeah. it's like, it's like when, uh, it's like when you're watching a football game and they air the commercial for the college or something, Brandon, you know, it's like, you have to air it. You're required to <laughs> yeah, you're required uh-huh. to you know, each, each, each college gets one, you know, commercial per, yeah. per game. So, all right. On that unusual note, I am going to um, bring the pot to a, conclusion brandon so uh thanks everyone for listening uh good luck and i hope you get a chance to listen to this podcast before the deadline um if you want to support the podcast you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating uh brandon do you want to thank our producer patrons yeah big thanks to the top tier our producer patrons mike DePietro, trevor ingerson great to see you nola buddy our buddy chris howell the big gaffer Bobas coon james holland dave wagner lodal winking emoji nick wright lazaros Yanos, jesse halstead bruce kerr Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Mikey Uwong, Ship Joria, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jeff Jefferson Turner, or Jeff, as you like, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Felger Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Charlene F. Kadakia, 
Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Hertzing, Heath Cram, Roberto Morals, Thomas Tislov, and Noah and Louise. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on the social networks and go to our website, alwayscheating.com for all this. And heck, why not just get yourself an Always Cheating t-shirt for the fun of it? <laughs> That's right. Or yeah, just support the podcast on Patreon at the... At the Sure, we'll take it all. Volkswagen tier, Brandon. Pick and choose. Your your method of uh, support is always appreciated. That's true. Any any levels appreciated. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.